Dagger Time was a butter knife. Coming up on this edition of the Die Hard Den Podcast, Shiny J and I give our final thoughts on the Lions' loss versus the Bears. Then we look ahead to the game this Sunday versus the Packers. And you know we got to play our favorite game, Hell Yeah or Hell No. All this and more coming up right now on the Die Hard Den Podcast. Watch out. Here comes that roar. What up, though? This is Kurt Steele, and welcome to the Die Hard Den Podcast. And as always, I'm with my man, Shiny Jake. Good evening, good people. How are you out there? Hey, my man, good to talk to you. How's life treating you? Extremely fair. I can't complain at all. Hey, man, it's good to uh, hear from you again. So, you know how we do it, people. It's time to tell me something good. And the one thing that we have this week is the Lions showing unity before the game. I mean, they locked arms. They are showing that they are a cohesive unit on and off the field. Uh, of course, we don't like the results of the game, but we'll get to that later. But I like the fact that they show unity together in a cohesive unit before the game started. I like it too. Now we got to figure out where they close up the game. So it be awesome. be perfect. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But big, uh, big show by the Lions. I appreciate the show unity. Uh, so keep doing what you're doing, young fellas and keeping that unity as a team no matter what's going on. So next up, what we're going to do right now, we're going to go on the ball, and we're going to look at our offensive leaders for the Bears game. So looking at the offensive leaders, we had Matthew Stafford, 24 of 42, 297 yards passing with a touchdown and an interception. Adrian Peterson with a big lines debut, 14 carries for 93 yards. Danny Amendola leading the receivers, five catches for 81 yards. And the total offense was 288 yards passing plus 138 rushing for a total of 426 yards. Put up some good numbers on offense uh, versus a tough Bears defense. So uh, what do you really have to say about the offensive leaders? I think is, to me, what was going to be for par for the course. With just with Kenny Galladay being out, and I think that just led the way for Amendola being a big part of the offense. Yes, absolutely. And I'm glad we signed AP. Imagine we didn't have him mm-hmm. because the carrying on the three opportunities he got, he didn't do much with the ball. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Carry on is not the style he thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Swift, he played okay for his debut. We'll get to his big drop later. Yeah. That's all I remember. It was terrible. We should have caught it, but he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. And, and but AP he made some vintage AP runs, and hopefully he can he can teach the young guys Swift maybe carry on too how to be pros how to stay healthy how to prepare mm-hmm. and how to be successful on the field. Hopefully they'll rub off on him like right. he like I think he helped the Washington back somewhat and Washington thank you for your service. We want to go to the young guys now. Yeah. We thank you for teaching them. So hopefully he can teach our young guys some too. I think the fact that, and I like the way the announcer, I think it was uh, Vilma, who said that once he was in the game, his big runs came in a certain package, and that was when they had the uh, fullback in, Cabina. So, yeah. Corey, uh, um, Daryl Bevel 
set it up right where he made sure that those was the package and the personnel that suit Adrian Peterson the best and got the best results. So uh, that's good stuff on that. So uh, just some, some quick notes, uh, some thoughts I had. Kind of struggled early in the red zone. You know, I, I know in that second quarter, we, we got it together. But in that first quarter, we were still struggling. Uh, the Was that the dagger turn, The dagger time was a butter knife. You know what I'm saying? So uh-huh. we couldn't punch it in the end zone in the first quarter. Um, Jonah Jackson, the young fella, looking good on the offensive line. Hey, yeah, I get him. He did. Hey, he doing the thing. And, and that and that one Ooh. and that one sack of Stafford came when he was outside of the pocket. I mean, they really protected him well during the game. I mean, yeah, like somebody said in the group, they got too cute trying to roll him out. Yeah, you know, it's Stafford's a pocket passer. Yeah. I mean, he is. Yeah, like got a little too cute. They yeah. rolled around you with the sack. Yeah. So I mean, but I would say they they kept them they kept them clean for most of the game. And, and plus with yes, Chicago. Chicago being the team that it is with their sacks. Now we know that they had some, you know, Robert Quinn was out, you know, he's part of their pass rush, but you know, you still had Khalil Mack and you know, he wasn't the one who sacked him. He wasn't one of the sacked them. So they did their job. Hey, even with yeah, Mack didn't be Jack. So yeah, even even with, because of him. Yeah. Even with big V being out, you know, Crosby played, Crosby played a, a, a big game. So, um, they just happened to roll out to that side when they got the sack, but I think he did a good job as well. Um, got too looking too conservative in the fourth quarter, man. I would have liked to kept see them. Excuse me, I like to them. I would like to have to seeing them keep throwing the ball. Um, just, and and had a good bounce attack. You know what they needed to do to get the lead. So I just think that they could have kept the foot on the gas. They, they started right. up as they started up as usual, and I'm like, dude, you can't do that. You have to call it aggressively the whole game. When you when, that, you when you get up twenty, then that's when you can put. You know, what I'm saying when you get up twenty and there's like two minutes to go, then you can then you can slow down a little bit. But if you up twenty and there's a whole quarter to go, you can't do that. That's that's um, Patricia's biggest Achilles. Yeah, they put the graphic during the game. You saw it because yeah. he's been here. They give eleven. Fourth quarter leads. So think about that. Consecutive games where you've had the lead in the, in the fourth yeah. quarter and lost. If they won those games, all those games, his um, overall record would be much better, much different. Yeah, he can't play the lead. Now, do you blame um, Patricia for that, or his coordinators, offensive and defensive coordinators? Um, I would definitely say that it's a combination. It's a combination. Well, I think overall, I think I have to blame him. It starts from the top down, so yeah, I have to blame him. You know, I I can't I can't um, give him credit for being a, a cohesive coach and then not not give him the credit when they do some crappy stuff like they did by losing that fourth quarter lead again. Can't do it. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. So, um, but I would like to see them improve that. Uh, but they had good balance. I mean, if you look at that, I mean. We had to throw a ball a little bit. That opened the game up, but you know we were almost at 150 yards rushing, so I like that. It was 138. Um, it was. Uh, it was. I think that the offense was. If you if we played it the way we played it in the second and third quarter, the offense wasn't a problem. It became a problem. We became too conservative, and then you then you put a tired defense right back on the field. You know what I'm saying? 
And plus, we were down. We were short on corners. Yeah, Tony McRae. Yeah, he was terrible. Tony McRae. We, we'll get we'll get to that. We'll get to that in the defense side of the ball. So, um, but AD all day, Mister Adrian Peterson, my man, still a beast. Hey, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from him. If we can keep doing that, um, especially coming up in Green Bay, we can keep the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hand and keep running the ball effectively. I would love to see that on Sunday. I think that was a big mistake, not giving AP the ball enough down the stretch. Because, like I said, he made a couple of vintage runs. Mm-hmm. He kept that clock moving, and pick up some first downs on the ground. I think that was the biggest mistake. He had what? He had Swift and Carry on in there. Mm-hmm. AP's our best running option at this at this time. Yeah, it, it was. Um, I mean, I, I say let the let the young guys run it, but put them in the same put them in those same situations that you can you know. If if Peterson can run, make those big runs, and you can and do that same uh, scheme, you can do it for those young guys. Just teach them how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they have they have the talent. I mean, that's the same type of offense that Swift ran in Georgia. He had a fullback at times. So yeah, I mean, like, but uh, it is what it is. All right, so let's take a listen to what AD and Stafford had to say post game. I think he's he'll turn the page, man. Um, there's so many plays in this game that uh, that caused it to go, you know, the way that it went. Um, so um, that's one of them. Um, there's plays we always should have back. Shoot, I can't turn the ball over in the fourth quarter. There's no question about that. So um, it's on it's on everybody. We're all there to pick them up and uh, and go from there. We gave it away. You know, it was things that we did individually that we didn't capitalize on. The third third and one, I didn't capitalize on. You know, my first big run. You know, if I press the safety and cross his face to the right, it's seven points instead of a sub for a field goal. You know, and it's a different game when, you know, the ball get batted and they get the interception and go in and score. It's a tie ball game, you know. So it's little things like that that we have to be critical about that kind of get forgotten. You only forget, you only remember what happened towards the end of the game, you know. And defensively, there's things that they can clean up and they're going to clean up as well. So, uh, there you have it. Um, Adrian Peterson giving a, a, some words of encouragement, saying that, you know, they got to clean some stuff up. Panthers Stafford, you know, he's not giving up on the rookie. So, you know, I look for those two leaders of the team. Uh, you know, Stafford says, you know, he'll, he'll throw that pass to him 100 out of 100 times. He'll continue to do that. For the young fella, he said he trusts him. So, uh, he said he just, you know, it is what it is. You know, can't win them all. Like, you know, he just makes, you know, it just happened. So I'm not mad at that. And then Peterson, you know, taking accountability, saying he could have been did better when that third down run, when his first big run, saying that they got to clean some stuff up on the offense. And he said, you know, the defense will take care of themselves. So, uh, all right. Um, thank you for, you know, watching, you know, listening into this uh, Die Hard Dan podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, watching on Facebook, hit the like button, hit the share button, hit the notification bell so you can know. When you're getting fresh content from us, subscribe to the page. Go over there and follow us on Facebook. If you're watching the show uh, via a link from Instagram, please go ahead and follow us on Instagram as well. If you're listening on a podcast platform, thank you for the download. We appreciate it. And keep sharing the Die Hard Dan podcast with your friends. We appreciate you listening. And uh, let's move it on. Moving on to the defensive side of the ball, my man. Let's take a look at the defensive leaders for the game versus the Bears. Tracy Walker led the team with nine total tackles. He had eight solo and two for loss. 
Trey Flowers was the big pass rush guy. He had six total tackles, uh, five solo, one sack, and one tackle for a loss. Uh, but here's the big deal. They gave up 363 yards and 214 of them was passing. But in that second half really was where Trebinski got going. He went 20 of 36 for 242 yards and three touchdowns in that second half. It could have been worse uh, because he missed some wide open receivers in that first part of the game. Uh, it was terrible. I, I didn't like the way our secondary played at all during the game. Um, so, I mean, I will say, uh, it had a couple of contributing factors, my man, uh, the lack of pass rush. I mean, we got, yeah. we got it going some in that second quarter, you know, we, we was starting to send some blitzes and this is after Collins leaving left the game. We picked the pass rush up after he left the game. Um, but of course the injuries to corner, to our cornerbacks, um, we losing our two top guys, uh, Tufant and Justin Coleman. Justin Coleman went on the short term IR today, um, or excuse me, yesterday. Uh, one thing is definitely you talked about Tony McCray. Tony McCray is more of a he wasn't bought to the team to be a a corner. I mean, he is a corner, but he's a gunner. I mean, he plays special teams. You see that big uh, when he popped. Um, what's what's my, what's the little run to Tariq Cohen? And he smashed him on that on that punt. Um, so that's what he, that's what they brought him on the team for. He's a special teams guy. Um, yeah, but you still that, got to be able to play corner. Man, look, everybody has specialties, um, and that guy his his specialty is being is special teams. He's just like Jackie. Uh, what was that the the Slater guy up in New England? You know, he's listed as a wide receiver. I've never seen him catch a pass from Tom Brady. That guy's a special teamer. So that's why he's brought to the team to be play special teams. He just happened to, you know, be a, a corner. And he probably, his probably strong suit is probably zone coverage anyway. And we'll get to that in a second. But um, I think with the injuries, with the injuries to the starters, I think they should have adjusted their coverages to a more of a zone package. This is because of the fact that you got the guys that you got that can play man good aren't in the game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, so you should. I mean, that's just my opinion. Um, but um, so I mean, we had um to look at um that I think they should switch to, to zone. Uh, so what what were your biggest takeaways on defense, my man? As you said, um, a few things. I'll ask this to the ball: a lack of a consistent pass rush. We didn't get enough heat on Trubisky. We only got one sack on him. Um, I was just disappointing. I wanted to see Flowers do more. I don't like how to use Flowers. He's a, they were having him like play in a slot, slot corner, and all that stuff. I didn't like that. He said, if Mr. Flaming, stop the run, um, rush the pass, or keep you pay them and play on the line. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't stop the run very well. Chicago mm-hmm. gashed him several times. Danny Shelton, Nick Williams. Those guys didn't do good well clogging up the middle. Um, and I was reading, they hardly played Jared Davis. They kind of jerking Davis around like they did with Graham Glasgow last year. They're taking him out. He should be in there almost every play. I mean, I don't like how to use utilizing your players, the talent they do have. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. It once again goes to coaching. Mm-hmm. And do you put that on Utland, the new DC? 
Mr. Courtney Eastbrook still get it or Patricia? Uh, that I would say both because he caused the defense, but Patricia still kind of over. He caused what Patricia allows him to call. If you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, I would definitely say that that's a, a, a joint venture on that defensive side of the ball. Uh, both of those guys. Uh, looking at, we signed Chris Jones, new cornerback coming over. He was on the Lions before. He went to Arizona. He, we signed him up for one of the practice squads earlier. And I know the Lions have been linked to uh, Prince of Mukamura. Um, I think we need some more help. Now, one thing is I will say that is we do have our, our look, looks like our rookie will be coming in and playing this week. Uh, our top draft pick, uh, Jeff Okuda, he's healthy now and He's been, yes. he's been a full participant the last couple of days. We'll get to their injury report when we do our game predictions, but it looks like we'll have some help coming. Looks like Trufant, you know, he's not doing anything early right now, but, and um, the other guy, Daryl Roberts, like he, he played good. Roberts played good. I mean, you know, and he's going to probably start in a slot uh, this week for Coleman while he's out on, on the IR. And so hopefully we can, you can get some pieces in. Here shortly to help with the uh, with the secondary. Oh yeah, but going on Roberts for a minute. I posted in the group. He had a, PFF gave him a high grade for the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, I asked a question. I'll ask it again to you in the audience. Mm-hmm. How much stock or weight do you put in PFF scores? Well, we had this discussion too many times. Too many times. Um, it, it's a part of the picture, but it's not the whole picture. But I watched the game. So you watched the game. I watched him play well. So I can't with, yeah, I can understand why they gave him a good score because I watched the game. So I watched him play well. So, I mean, there's nothing like else I can say about that. He earned that score because he played well. <laughs> mm. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, you know, but do I put my my whole onus on PFF and, and that's the, the end all be all is analytics? Nah, because it just gives you a piece of the puzzle. All right, so um, all right, so let's hear from Corey Unling on going forward, uh, uh, with the uh, rest of the uh, going into Green Bay. Whoever plays a star position, whoever plays corner, um, we're gonna we, we got a we got a good fight on our hands this week. So it'll be uh, all hands on deck as well this week. We'll go through practice, get prepared, and um, we'll see how it, what it looks like when we get to Sunday, but. You know, you talk about the, the talk about the wideouts, um, and I think those wideouts are a direct reflection of the quarterback. And uh, you guys are very familiar with the guy. Um, had the opportunity to play against him a few times in the last few years, so um, we got to bring it. Uh, we got to be at our best. Um, and if we're not, then um, it'll be a long day. So look forward to the challenge. These guys are, you know, we put that game to bed yesterday. And look forward to having those guys back in the building tomorrow and uh, look forward to this matchup and getting uh, getting going and having a great week of practice. And then we'll go out there and line up again with whoever's out there and do everything we can to help win the game. All right. So, Ullen really said, you know, hey, he's just looking forward to, you know, getting getting the players out there. Uh, you know, whoever's going to play, going to play, and they're going to line up and do their job. So, um I understand what he's saying. I get it. You know, you don't want that um, to be to doing on the pass. You got to put the guys you got out there. So, um, hey, if you're 
watching on Facebook. Thank you for watching on Facebook, YouTube. If you're checking out the links for your Instagram, hey, we appreciate you checking out the Die Hard Den podcast. Um, please hit the share button. Hit the uh, the like button. You know, share with your friends. Hit the subscribe. Hit the notification bell so you can get notified when we get fresh new content on our YouTube channel. Uh, if you're listening on one of the podcast platforms, thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks for the download. We really appreciate you joining us for the content right here on the Die Hard Den podcast. If you like, if you're on the Facebook, excuse me, if you're on Facebook, you know, hit the hit like our Facebook page. Our Facebook page is updated by my man Shawnee J all the time. So you'll get some fresh content about the Lions from us on our Facebook page. So Shawnee J, my man, are you ready to do this thing? It is time for our favorite game. Oh yeah. Hell yeah or hell nah. You ready to do it, my man? Let's do it. All right. Here we go. First up, it's time to move on from Matt Patricia. Hell yeah or hell no. Gasty, hell yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, terrible. We've lost, what, 10 straight games going back to last season. I mean, um, 11 straight fourth quarter leads he's blown yet you know one of those games which the narrative be different um but you know can't keep losing i say if he if he loses badly this green bay game if they get the lines get blown out i predict he'll be fired this monday okay all right so i'm gonna say the same i'm gonna agree with you if 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 we get blown out in green bay it, it, it's time for him to go I got. I, I totally agree with you, my man. Definitely agree with you on that. All right, next up, the Andre. And with that said, I want them ahead. to win, of course. Oh, I do. You know, we'll we'll get to that when we get that game predictions. All right, DeAndre Swift will have a bounce back game versus Green Bay. Hell yeah, or hell no. Nah. I don't say hell yeah. Of course, AP's gonna get most of the work, but mm. you know, DeAndre Swift want to get that bad drop out of his head, that memory he's. Can't wait to get back on the field. You know, anytime you mess up like that, you cost your team a game. You can't wait to redeem yourself. So, so I'm gonna say yes. He's gonna redeem himself somewhat this Sunday when he gets his opportunities. But AP should get the most carries in this game. All right. So I'm gonna say hell yeah uh, as well. It is not to me. It's not really about the carries for for DeAndre Swift. I think it's more of the you know the other stuff he does is intangibles, catching the ball at the backfield. You know, and he can score down in the, at the goal line. So, I think he have a bounce back game. I think that the the um, the coaching staff and these other players have picked him up and told him don't hang his head and, and told him to keep charge and keep charging and keep moving. So, all right, Matthew Stafford would throw for three hundred yards versus the Packers. Hell yeah or hell no? Nah. I'm gonna say hell yeah because I predict you know. AP gonna get his carries, but I think we got to pass the ball. It's gonna be a shootout between two old pros, mm. Rodgers and Stafford. So it's gonna be another shootout, and I hope the Lions will come out on top. Okay, I have to agree with that. I would say hell yeah as well. I think that Stafford's a better passer than Cousins, and Cousins threw for uh, almost two fifty last week. So I think the Lions, I think that Stafford can sling it around. He almost threw for three hundred versus. Uh, the Bears, so he can. I definitely can do that versus the the Packers because their Packers secondary is, is suspect. <laughs> so, all right, 
Next, to win on Sunday, the Lions have to double-team Devontae Adams all game long. Hell yeah or hell no? Um, I'm going to say hell yeah. Um, it would help if our third overall pick, Okuda plays, the plays like you expected him to play. I mean, his return is needed. I mean, he was he was um, predicted by everybody named Mama and Mike Trash to come to the Lions. Mm-hmm. Everybody said, oh, he's the guy. He's the guy. Okay, we got him. Let's get off to a slow start. But we need him to show why everybody said he's the guy for us, a third overall pick. If you put pressure on high picks, former high picks like Stafford and Joey Harrington, we got to put the same pressure on Okuda to perform. Okay. All right. So I'm going to grab the agree. We're going to have to double Devontae Adams, if not all the game, most of the game. We're going to have to rely on our coverage linebackers to play a big uh, role in this game as far as uh, those crossing routes. We're going to have to keep those uh, heads on a swivel, and we're going to have to pay those very athletic linebackers we have, like uh, Raglan and Jamie Collins in the secondary, to keep those passing, uh, those crossing routes from eating us up all day. All right, Kenley Galladay will be out again on Sunday. Hell yeah or hell no. Well, he didn't practice today or yesterday. That's look good. So it looks like hell yeah, he's going to be out again on Sunday, unfortunately. We need our, our big weapon um, back as soon as possible. Meanwhile, guys like Marvin Hall and Quintess Stephens and Amadola and MJ, Marvin Jones, we got to step it up. Yeah, so I think he'll be out as well, too. I think that they're protecting him. Excuse me. They're protecting him. They don't want him to be hurt long. It's how, excuse me, long term. So they want to ease, ease him back into the, um, ease him back into the team and into playing. So I think there's a chance probably next week he'll probably play, but I don't think he'll be playing this week. All right. Last one. The Lions will sign a big name free agent on defense between this week and next week. Hell yeah or hell no. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, either, you know, hell yeah or hell no. I want to say hell yeah. Um, They've been linked to Prince of a guy who a lot of Lions fans want to be drafted back in the day. Mm -hmm. Same guy who got dunked in the tank, you know, water tank in New York by JPP. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But um, Prince, um, yeah. we need to help him get especially the secondary. I'm disappointed we should have signed Clowney or Everson Griffin when we had the chance for a pass rush. But you know, I think it's I think we will because the injuries you face in the secondary. Mm-hmm. I think Prince would be a good signing if we can get him to agree. Right. All right. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I, I'm not sure that it will be Prince and Mukamura. I, I, I like you said. I hope so, but I think we need some defensive help. I think we need to sign someone. Uh, this week uh, before everything gets uh, out of hand for the rest of the season. All right. All right. All right. Thank you once again for listening to the Die Hard Dan podcast. We love bringing you that content. If you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, hit the like button, hit the subscribe, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button to know you get new content from us right here on the program. Uh, share. The uh, Facebook page, you know, please subscribe. Shiny J does a great job over there keeping you guys informed on what's going on with the Lions. And if you're listening to us on one of the podcast platforms, thank you again for the download. We appreciate it. Thank you very much.
<clears throat> let's take a look at the injury report before we get into our game predictions. Uh, looking at the starting at the top with Hunter Bryant. Um, he still hasn't practicing, but he is working on the sidelines. Uh, he was a no practice yesterday and today, uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Kenny Galladay is still doing not doing anything at practice, as well as Desmond Trufant. Uh, Big V. Big V is not practicing, but he is working on the side. He's working his way back in. Um, Jason Cambina had an ankle injury. Uh, he was limited the last couple of days. Uh, Joe Dahl limited due to a groin injury. CJ Moore, another guy with a hamstring injury. You know, that goes with Bryant, Kenny Galladay, and Trufant. And, um, of course, Justin Coleman, who went out with the injury, injury to his um, – his hamstring, Daryl Roberts, who played so well. He had a calf injury. He didn't practice yesterday, but he practiced today. Limited. Nick Williams showed up on the uh, injury report with the shoulder injury. Limited in both days of practice. And here's the big news is rookie, the first-round draft pick, Jeff Okuda. The hamstring injury was a full participant in the first time for yesterday and today. So he is practicing in full the last couple of days here at Allen Park. So that's our injury report. Now it's time for our game predictions before we go into two points conversing. So what you got for the game? Who do you predict will win and what's the score? Hmm. Well, the Lions come out aggressively. You know, use AP right and Stafford mm -hmm. and defense. You get pressure on Rodgers and Okuda plays well, like we expect him to. It's the third overall pick in the draft. I know he's saying that, but it's a fact. He is the third overall pick for a reason. Mm -hmm. Everybody say we should get him. I think the Lions, you know, might want to bounce back just like just like um, Swift wants to bounce back. With a, a narrow victory, I go by last second. Field goal by by um, Prater, who wants to bounce back, too, from a lot of bounce backs in this game. You know, Prater missed, bounced from missing the 55-yarder. I think it'll be 31-28 Lions. Okay, my game prediction. Uh, I hate to say it. I think that that offense uh, for the Packers is going to be – just going to overpower our defense. As, unless I, don't, I just don't see – unless we, our secondary is the, is the issue. And I, I think that the Packers are going to win – uh, 25-38 Packers. Um, and I, and I look, What's I, the score again? Say that score again. 38-25 Packers. Packers 38-25. That's why I say is the key. Can he play defense? Can he cover, help, help smother Devontae? Can we get some pressure on Rodgers? That's why I said a lot of keys, a lot of ifs. But, hey, we'll see. Cause, I mean, I look, up, I look at it like this, looking at the – Looking at Aaron Rodgers' stat line, uh, um, he put up 364 yards passing with four touchdowns, and they have 522 yards of total offense versus Minnesota. That is a big, big uh, day for those guys. And right now, Minnesota's defense is, looks better than ours. Well, we, well, you know, any given Sunday, that's how I look at it. And plus, the Vikings, they miss Everson Griffin. I mean, they, I know they got that guy from Jacksonville, but still, he's the jury's out on him. He really, Did he play well last week, the, the guy they got from Jacksonville? Uh, Njoku? I'm not sure. Not sure. 
All right. So, I mean, that, but that's just uh, my feelings on that game. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Now it's time for our last thing. Two points conversing this week. One of the big news coming out of the sports world is that the Big Ten is returning for uh, eight-game football schedule in October. Um, they have agreed to come back. They voted unanimous, unanimously by the presidents to say that they're going to play because they have rigid, aggressive testing protocol for COVID-19, including heart monitoring for players who have tested positive for COVID-19, and they will have to sit out uh, up to 21 days if they test positive for COVID. Yeah, I'm happy. Um, uh, there's a lot of criticism both ways. People say that the Big Ten could have did this on their own back in August. You know, the way they handled it, the way they canceled the season, now come back and say, oh, well, it makes them look bad. And some people are unhappy that they're coming back at all. So, you, you know, the situation where you're not going to make everyone happy. I, I want to see the players safe. Yes, I do. I want to see everybody safe from the Big Ten to the SEC to the ACC to Notre Dame. I want to see. I want. I love football. I love this time of year. I want to see everybody be safe. I want to see the game played safe. Uh, I want the protocols. Hopefully, you know, we follow the protocols. Once again, don't sneak nobody in the room. No girls in the room. I'm talking, looking at you, Daniel House, and that undrafted rookie from Seattle. Um, is that only we can work if we play by the rules? Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm a little um, okay. I'm a little uh, concerned concerned myself. We've had some some teams have to cancel games already. Uh, we've had some, uh, especially during the ACC, Virginia Virginia Tech got canceled or excuse me rescheduled because of the fact that you know they had players testing positive for COVID. And I look at um, what's Ed Ed, uh, Ed Orgeron down there at LSU said he got a lot of players test positive for COVID. Uh, so um, I'm still I'm still on the fence with it. That's just me. But you know, if they can do it and they can do it safely, you know, I get it. But hey, um, it is what it is. I you know that control. Hey, those guys want to see the kids play. If they can do and it, and the kids want to play for the most part and, too. Yeah. If they can do it safely and they can, no one, um, like the kid down there at Georgia State, um, he um, had the air condition. He opted out. So just give the players a chance to opt out. And um, so it is what it is, man. Um, good luck to those guys. Uh, I will be watching my, my Wolverines play. So it is what, hey, I, I definitely will take take that opportunity to watch them play uh here in october so it is time for us to go ahead and get on out of here uh what's your last thoughts uh for the crowd tonight there shiny j um i'm happy that you know the big 10 is giving the shot um nfl's giving the shot i want every player and every conference and and college to be safe Mm-hmm. I love football. I, I, I am concerned about the players. I want them safe. I want, the, yes, I can't say it too many times. I want the fans to be safe and I want people, the general public, to be safe from this COVID. It's not leaked yet, but God bless us. The good man, the good Lord, relieve the world of the COVID. He don't move the COVID um, virus from the world. The only guy, he can't do it. Only God. All right. So, um, 
me as well. You know, I want everybody to stay safe out there. Be safe from COVID. Just be safe. Um, uh, tell your loved ones you love them every day. You know, and, and just be uh, um, be uh, be good to one another and love one another. Um, so uh, it's time for us to go ahead and get on out of here. Like I said, China J, tell the people how they can find you on social media. Uh, the main uh, social media I use is, of course, Facebook. My name is Sean Jennings. The best looking Sean Jennings there is on Facebook. Like Curtis says, I run our page, the Die Hard Den page. It's a public page. Just type in Die Hard Den. You'll be able to find us. Um, I, I keep that page up to date with the latest Lions news and update. And also a member of the Detroit Lions Truest Fan page. I'm head administrator. I keep that page equally updated. If you want to be a member, just give me a, uh, a contact. I'd be happy to add you. All right. So you can find me uh, at Curtis Steele 14 on Instagram and on uh, Twitter. You can follow the show on Twitter at DieHardDenPodC1. Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash DieHardDenPodcast. Check out our YouTube channel. It is uh, Die Hard Dan Podcast as well. You will see our branding and our uh, logo there as well. So, um, good luck to my boys this weekend. The Lions, good luck to our team. I, I, I know what I picked for the score. Do I want that? No, I want the Lions to win. Don't ever, ever mistake a prediction for my thoughts. You know what I'm saying? And let me see one more thing. Yeah. You know, Patricia, if he can get you know if we could turn around get us act together and win I, you know i support him if he could win but once again he's been all this losing you know yeah how, how if you do a lousy job on your job how long you gonna keep keep your job That's so he wants to keep his job he's gonna turn around yep so all right so um that's it for this week we appreciate you guys checking us out um former man uh shawnee J. Definitely want to say uh, thank you for checking us out here at the Die Hard Dan Podcast. And as always, I want to tell you to boss up, ball out, and be the best version of you that you can be. This is Kurt Steele of the Die Hard Dan Podcast, and we are out.